Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of It's My Wrestling Podcast. I'm, of course, as always, your host, Chris Dees. Before I get started, please make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube or the follow button on whichever audio platforms you might be listening on. Today's episode, a bit different. I've uh, I've brought in my very good friend once again. Can't get rid of the guy, Mr. Mike Nunn. And we've gathered today to have a little bit of a chat about NXT 2.0, the, the new fandangled, the new revamped. WWE NXT product. It's been going for for a month now. It's uh, we've had five episodes. This is being recorded on Wednesday the thirteenth. Going to be released on Wednesday the twentieth. So there will be another episode, obviously yesterday by the time you listen to this, which we obviously won't be covering. Um, but I think that's the only episode between now and Halloween Havoc. So there might there might be some things that have happened that we don't get to cover, but. Oh, well, that's, that's the world of wrestling, isn't it? It's a fast-moving mm-hmm. business. Um, so, yeah, before we get started, Mike, thank you very much for joining me, buddy. How are you? I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me again. Uh, it's always a pleasure. So looking forward to, to talking about it. <laughs> yeah, man, so am I. I am, obviously, you, you know me. I'm a huge NXT fan. Always had been for many years. 2017, 2018 was like, that was NXT's. That was when when the brand was on fire, wasn't it? That's yeah. when it was really starting to be properly treated as a third brand. And obviously now, you know, we went went from developmental, very developmental and game show-esque into that yeah. third brand period. And now we're back to it being a developmental brand again, which, you know, I, I, I'm i all for. Um, obviously, the first thing that I, I want to talk about with you is, is the lead up to NXT. 2.0 there was a, a hell of a lot of criticism there were rumors flying around for sort of like two three or four weeks lots of talk about vince mcmahon and bruce pritchard coming in to to oversee and to um and to produce the new show and to write it which obviously you know with how bad raw not recently but with how bad raw has become over time yeah. that obviously made a lot of people very wary after we'd come to know and love nxt and obviously vince having a a particular taste in what he likes his wrestlers to look like, you know, not necessarily a Johnny Gargano, not necessarily a Cameron Grimes. So there was a, there was a lot of worry going into it. When when you first heard about what they were doing with NXT, what what were your initial thoughts? Did you have that worry? You know, actually, I um, I thought that NXT could use a revamp. I think I thought I was enjoying it, but over the last maybe six months of this run maybe it felt like it was um just getting a little bit stale a lot of the guys were leaving and obviously joining some some guys from AEW. some guys went up to the main roster some guys were released Uh, it felt like it stopped it stopped being what it was supposed to originally be about building stars for the main roster which is where their money is so I thought they needed to go back to some version of that. Obviously, not the, the NXT we saw in, initially with the game show and yeah. all that and, and the elimination runs. A proper t- a proper TV show like they're doing now, but with some fresh stars coming through. I think they've got the balance right so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's been a very promising first month, hasn't it? Like I said, there's been five episodes now. The first episode started on September the fourteenth. Nobody really knew properly what to expect obviously we'd seen we'd seen about i think about a week before the new the, the very first episode about a week before we saw the new logo we saw the new colors we saw that um is it whale was it was it wale wale, wale. Yeah, yeah. wale. <laughs> um 
with with the new song as well, which was obviously a huge, huge departure from from the heavy metal NXT that I've all, all I've always sort of like identified with because that that's my yeah. kind of music, that's my kind of wrestling, my kind of music, my kind of theme, my kind of introduction. It always got me hyped here in. Um, you had Rage for a while, and it switched to Slipknot for a while as well, and then all of a sudden, things went very, for lack of a better term, they went very flow rider. You know what I mean? They went very mainstream. Yes. So I had those doubts. I had those worries as well. New cook, new look, new colours, um, very much in tune with the main roster, more bright and more colourful and more appealing to kids, which obviously is what WWE ultimately are aiming for these days. Um, the complete opposite from what we knew NXT to be. It was always very dark and grungy. Almost, it felt very indie, even though it obviously wasn't indie because it was a part of, of WWE. Um so speaking of that theme and the new colours, I've got used to them very quickly. I, 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 that first episode, I was a little bit, yeah, it didn't really fit yeah. every wrestler. Like, generally speaking, it looked all right. I think having the screen that's constantly flashing, that's a little bit off-putting. I'm not the biggest fan of that. Yeah, you get guys like Imperium with their nameplate being in bright multicolored paint splashes, and that that looks a little bit weird when you you're looking at sort of like evil foreign stereotype heels that doesn't really blend very well um but for me the overall feels very it's a little bit wcw like um you know with the camera work it's a very obviously a very small arena but but the camera work makes it feel really big it it doesn't feel like you're in the um what's it called the capital wrestling center or the pc or anything like that you feel like not quite an arena but but certainly something a little bit bigger what how 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 are you feeling about about sort of like the theme and and how the presentation of the show is? Have you got used to it? I have, yeah. Um, I think the presentation of it's been really good. The focus on the new talent, primarily on the new talent. Um, yeah, it feels like a big show. I think they're using what they call a soundstage or now for it, which is apparently cheaper to produce, but it still gives it that feel, you know, of being bigger than what it is. Yeah, I think it looks very good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I mean, you'd, you'd be lying if you, if you said you knew exactly what, what this NXT was going to be. It was definitely a surprise to everybody. Like you say, um, when, when you take something that's been one way for such a long time, I know obviously NXT had the whole game show feel back at the very yeah. start because it was. It was very much reality TV. But then, God, how long has it been? Probably four five six years something like that where it's all been black and gold it's been the same commentators it's been the same you know what i mean the same sort of attitude that's what nxt had it had attitude and i think my worry was that they were gonna rip all that attitude away but what they've done really well moving on to the next point is i think i think the biggest the biggest worry for everybody was obviously what was going to happen to established talent johnny gargano is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time absolutely live and breathe the guy he's not been wrestling much recently which has got me a little bit worried but then obviously yeah. you've got guys like cameron grimes and tommaso champa and oh god off the top of my head uh pete dunn guys like that you know people people who we thought were on the verge of leaving obviously pete dunn signed a new deal since um but they've blended those guys the established guys really well with the new guys obviously you know we've seen I think it's pretty safe to say Bron Breaker is is the guy. He's who they see as the guy. He's the one they really want to push. 
Um, Von Wagner is another one that they really want to push for some reason. I'm not quite behind him yet. Bron Breaker, I, I really am. Um, yeah. So the first question I want to ask you about this molding of old and new together is what were your thoughts on Tommaso Ciampa becoming the first champion to lead NXT 2.0? Because, you know, you had guys in there like Alain Knight, and now, obviously, I will, before anybody else tries to say it, Alain Knight is older than Tommaso Ciampa, but yeah. he's newer as well. So, you know, he he might have been a good idea to go with. You had Pete Dunne in there, who I believe is still only in sort of like his mid to late 20s. He's still a pretty young yeah. guy. For the whole feel of what they're going for, Pete Dunne would have been a great choice. So what, what did you make of, of Ciampa being the, the first champ? It was a bit of a surprise to me, if I'm honest. Um, I, I I thought Pete Dunne would win. Look, mm. going on his age, going on um, thinking, you know, he's young, he could lead the brand. But I was happy with it. Champa, you know, didn't get, um, it was he had to vacate the title yeah. due to injury. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to see him have a, a run, albeit what I think is going to be a short run. But still... It's nice, and he's a great talent to put someone like Ron Breaker over. If that's the way they're going to go, I, I don't think they could have picked anyone better than, than Champa to be maybe a transitional yeah. type champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Do you think Joe was genuinely injured, or was this all something to do with the storyline just to, to move it away from him? Because they must have had NXT 2.0 planned yeah. for quite a long time. So, you know... Obviously, fifty fifty, hasn't it? Some people think it's a work. Yeah. Some people think it's a real injury. I think it's real. I think it's real because if they've done, if they've blended stars, Champa, O'Reilly, LA Knight, why not? Why not Joe? You know, yeah. do they have him come in, beat Cross, and then just be like, oh, we're done with you now? Yeah. I mean, Joe would have been possibly even better to to put. Bron Breaker over. I mean, being Samoa Joe, that would have been huge for Bron Breaker. So I don't see the, the advantage of that, but yeah. uh, we'll see. I don't. We'll hope. I'm hoping we'll see him again, but I don't know if he fits the brand anymore. I don't think he needs to be on NXT. So I'm hoping maybe they call him up again. Yeah, I think. I think to be honest, he. he... He settles down into a backstage role permanently now. I know he's sort of like yeah. a talent tout, isn't he? And he's he's doing some stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. He's obviously getting on a bit. I would imagine he's probably the better part of. He's got to be about forty, surely. Yeah, and he's, he's got his injuries, and exactly. I think Jerry's only forties. Yeah, and. Like you say, he doesn't really fit in there anymore, even though you've still got the old hands like Ale Knight, who I uh, I think is thirty six. Champa yeah. 34, Joe is, yeah, probably in and around there. Even yeah. though he's a similar age, he still, he just doesn't really, yeah, just doesn't really feel like he fits. What did you make of, um, of what's his name, Von Wagner being put in the match in place of Kyle O'Reilly? Like having somebody, having somebody from the new breed instantly yeah. in that match. Yeah, I liked it. Um, they're going, you know, obviously that night, that first night, they went in hard on new talent, showcasing new talent. Braun Breaker beating LA Knight in, in the opener. Um, Von Wagner going in the main event. A couple of other guys like Andre Chase and Joe Gacy, who will go on to come on to. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think it's been amazing. Von Wagner, not sold on him yet. 
the name doesn't do anything for me. And I don't want to go too big on names because people have been moaning about Bron Breaker's name, and I don't think it's that bad. No, but Von I, Wagner, don't. I don't. Not as a talent. He's fine as a talent. I think he's got good potential, but the name isn't good. No, they've not exactly. Um, they've not exactly set him up well for success. Have they? It's the kind of name that's a million percent going to change when he comes to the main roster. A million percent. They've already apparently Vince has already earmarked him as a guy that he wants to to be a main event talent in the future. So they'll they'll do something there. But what did he do? Did they shorten it? You can't call him Von because that's weird. And can you just call him Wagner? Yeah. Vince isn't really one for. Change. That that sounds stupid, but I know what I mean. Vince doesn't really change names, does he? He tends to either just shorten them or just take out a first name or take out a surname. He doesn't really, very often, give you a wildly different name. So I don't really know what they're going to do with um, Mr. Mr. Wagner there. But anyway, that was a nice sort of like segue. And let's talk about all the nah. new talent. We've said, um, we've said Bron Breaker, we've said Von Wagner. One of my favourite things that they've done just before this um, this new revamped NXT 2.0 is that you could... Obviously, we didn't know this was coming. They knew it was coming. So they've slowly been building up guys like Carmelo Hayes and you've got guys like Odyssey Jones. You know, they came through at a really good time because they had, I don't know what it was, probably a few months before 2.0 started to establish themselves a little bit. So they're well-known. They're well liked. They've they've managed to sort of like build their characters, but they still feel very fresh, very new. They feel like they really fit in with this. Um, I was going to say Carmelo Hayes. As I say, yeah, he was known before what happened last night. Um, that was a bit of a shock. Becoming the new North American champion, um, there was a, a bit of confusion, a bit of criticism. It seemed like sort of like quite hot shot booked because I don't think anybody in the free world knew. But the breakout tournament gave you a money in the bank esque contract to cash in. I don't think that was the case last last time around. I forget who won it last time. I'll be honest, but whoever it was, oh, was it Jordan Miles? He became Miles. Out. Shit, wow. yeah. He went for Cole, didn't he? When Cole was was yeah. a champion, yeah. Um, Deep and then retired from wrestling a few months later. But it wasn't like a money in the bank esque thing, was, was it? it? So I don't know that that wasn't explained. Um, I'm I'm all for it. I really like Carmelo Hayes. I think he's very good. Um, I assume he's going to feud with Santos Escobar for a while. And I am Legado del Fantasma's biggest fucking hype guy. So that is absolutely fine. The more we see of him, I'd like to see him moved into the into the main event scene now after yeah. a little run against Carmelo. Maybe um, some other guys that we got in there. Zion Quinn. Zion Quinn. I think it's Zion. He looks like a fucking star, this kid. He, he looks does. amazing. Love his intensity, though. He he started off beating somebody as established as Only Lorcan, so that was a pretty, yeah. you know, that was a pretty big deal straight out of the gates. Grayson Waller, unbelievable talent, unbelievable yeah. athleticism. Um, as well, Grayson Waller. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's really cool. Um, Tony D'Angelo. Is another one that everybody is is really getting behind, even though we've only seen him a couple of times. And let's move on and give you the floor and talk about Mr. Joe Gacy because I know you're a huge fan. I yeah. I wasn't sure at first how this character was gonna sort of 
work, how it was going to relate to fans. But it seems to be getting over pretty quickly. It's um, it's very clever. It is. Joe Gacy is, I think, epitomizes what NXT 2.0 is all about. They've, they've gone from, you know, like you said, you feel a, a wrestling style with obviously characters and promos, but now moving towards characters, character driven gimmicks. Joe Gacy has one of the most current gimmicks in the industry because this sort of thing is is pop culture at the moment. It is um, so people say it's WWE poking fun at wokeness, which it which it is, which is but that's fine because that's what he's a heel. So people they want you to to hate him, and what he's doing really well is he reminds me, I've said this before, he reminds me of Daniel Bryan when Daniel Bryan was the planet's champion. Yeah. Because everything that he's saying, you're like, what you're saying is right. You're, you're saying all the right things, but you're such a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> the way he's delivering it, the arrogant, holy than thou way he's delivering it is just yeah. what I think is... Setting him aside, and I think this week he named his fans his snowflakes. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. So uh, this gimmick, I mean, it it is mainstream. This gimmick already after after one week, people saying you're cancelled, and then he wasn't cancelled. The guy's going to be if this gimmick makes it to the main roster. Gimmick, you can be everywhere. And I would just like to point out as well, the fact that people were saying he was cancelled, like, how well does that fit the character? Like, separate the two things and say he's cancelled. Like, that's literally what that character is. That's all that did was help him because that's yet another one of the buzzwords that the woke crowd tend to use. I think it's... I hate it when people say... um, when people were saying that it was WWE poking fun at the woke crowd, yeah, I'd say maybe 10% of it is that. 90% of it is them just being aware of what's going on in the world, giving us something that we can relate to, whether you are one of those people or whether you're a person who hates those kind of people. I'm more the latter, you know, people who, people who find offence where there is no offence to be found. People, for lack of a better term, Karens. You know what I mean? That's the kind of vibe that they're going for with Joe Gacy. And it is gonna it's gonna get over. It's gonna continue to stay over. The thing with him is we've we've had five shows of NXT 2.0 now. By the time this goes out, six. Yeah. We've seen a lot of new guys come through, lots of really cool talents. Bron Breaker is obviously, as I said a few times, the guy that they really want to push. But really, what's his character? He's intense, he's got balls, he's fiery, he's passion. He's he's his dad and his uncle, really, isn't he? He's he's literally just the next the next Steiner in line, you know? Talk about all those all those names that we've said. Zion Quinn, does he have a character yet? No, he's intense. He he's gonna he's gonna go far. But Joe Gacy so far is the best character that we've seen. Maybe, maybe the only true character that we've seen. I know Tony D'Angelo has had a couple of things going on and he's getting there as well. A bit of a gimmick going with the university stuff and yeah. um, swearing a lot on that, which is 
ironic because the people were saying this show was good geared towards kids more, but yeah. they're saying more edgy than it used to be. We're seeing the news from break obviously shit. Um obviously that was big, but he did say he did say fuck and that was that was big, but yeah. So um but Joe Gacy is the best character, without a doubt. I think we'll see more characters emerge um, as the show goes on. Bron Breaker won't be a gimmick, though. I think Bron Breaker's like the the guy. Yeah. They're, they're John Cena. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because other than, other than Fogonomics, since, since the Doctor of Fogonomics ended, Cena hasn't really had a character outside of just being John Cena. Yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah, Bron Breaker is gonna be Bron Breaker. Von yeah. Wagner is probably just gonna be Von Wagner. The guys that we've seen with established characters and backstories and personalities, that's what they're gonna take forward. But you don't always need a character. Until until head of the table bloodline Roman, Roman never had a character. Uh, you can't really count the shield. That wasn't a character. That was just a group of rebels or, or whatever you want to say. Um just to quickly touch on as well, one of my favorite things that they've done, and I was a bit worried about this, was how quickly, strongly, and well they've established Diamond Mine. Because yeah. when, um, what's his name, Tyler Rust, when he departed the company, that was a that was a big shock. That was a big surprise, especially as they've carried on pushing Diamond Mine. I assume that was the end of them. But then obviously, yeah. Roddy Strong got the Cruiserweight title from Kushida. Um, they brought the Creed Brothers in. Oh, yeah. It's it's good it's good that they've kept that dominant faction because obviously we've lost um we've lost Hit Row up to SmackDown. Yeah. Obviously in recent months we've lost Undisputed Era. Some of them half of them have left the fucking company. So yeah. you've only got oh there's Legado del Fantasma as well. Oh, yeah. Obviously, but they were feuding with Hit Row, so maybe they'll slide into something with with Diamond Mind. I don't know, but that's um it's important that they've kept that. It's good to have sort of like a an overriding group that's always there looming, especially with all these new talents, because eventually there's going to come a time where, you know, they're going to fall, they're going to fall back into the trap that we always find them. And you can't push everybody all at once. You've brought in a lot of new characters, a lot of new faces, a lot of new personalities that you're trying to establish and get over. Chuck them together somehow, put them against Diamond Mind. Yeah. Nice and easy. Give, give that a few months to, to really help those, those new guys get over. Um, so yeah, in in, ter- in terms of influx of new talent, I'm really impressed with, I think basically everybody so far, the only one I'm not too fussed about is Von Wagner. Um, I think they're doing good things. Let's talk about the women. Let's talk about the ladies. Um, you know me, and I think anybody listening to the show knows me. I have a monthly series just based on women's wrestling with Nadia Sapphire. I'm a huge huge advocate and huge proponent of women's wrestling. So NXT has obviously for many years now been the place to go to watch the best women in the world wrestle. They've always had the best roster, the deepest roster, regularly putting on matches as good, if not better than the men. A few years ago, women's war games was better than the men's war games. It was one with with Rhea, Team Shayna and Team Rhea. Um, So yeah. The, there's there's been a huge huge focus on women. The show was already pushing women to the forefront, but you know I think pretty much every episode we've seen at least two or three women's matches, at least two yeah. or three women's segments. Women are being given time to develop their characters as well. Um, 
the, the, the only thing, yeah, the only thing that I'm not particularly enjoying at the minute, and I feel bad saying it because I was a really big fan over the last sort of like six or so months, Raquel Gonzalez, is, I've, I've, I've kind of, I don't know, every time I see her now, I'm a little bit like, meh, just sort of lost interest in her a little bit. I don't think, I don't think she is experienced enough and certainly not experienced as champion enough to yeah. be challenged by women who are even less experienced than her. You know, she's not been in NXT for a particularly long time. She was obviously Dakota Kai's lackey, uh, sidekick for, for the majority of her time there. Been solo for a few months since Dakota turned on her. Um, yeah, I think she's been a little bit exposed. Obviously, she's in in a in a big feud with Mandy at the minute. The main the main feud, Mandy Rose, which was again a little bit worrying because well, what's what's Mandy really done since the Dolph Ziggler, Sonya Deville, Otis storyline? Not not a lot. She's not had many chances to showcase what she can do in the ring. I remember at one point, I do I do remember thinking, oh, Mandy has definitely improved. Yeah. But when I first saw her come out to lay a challenge down to Raquel. I didn't think she'd improve that much. So I was a little bit concerned. What were your first thoughts when you saw Mandy? I mean, first of all, just go back to NXT in general. That was that was a bit of a shock. And then obviously she's teamed up with Gigi and JC. What are your thoughts on, on that whole faction, Toxic Attraction? Yeah, so Mandy going back to NXT right around the time they were doing it, but it was a big surprise to me because it sort of went against what they were doing, bringing back talent down to NXT was yeah feel like there was something they were going to do anymore maybe they're not now but i think it's really worked toxic attraction right now are getting over big time yeah. um mandy rose leading your jc jane Gigi dolan two very good young talents um mandy is thriving with yeah. those two um this is the best i've ever seen her look on any brand that she's been on um, so and we're not just talking about how good she looks, because yeah, obviously she's always looked very good. I think she looks better as a brunette than she did as a blonde, but there's something about heel Mandy that yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't know. I think this this heel, heel turn has really brought out something in Mandy. And she's backed up very well by, the, by Gigi and Daisy, who have got a good intensity about them. They're good on the mic. Both of them, especially um, DJ. Um, yeah, so I think Toxic Attraction. I don't know how long they're going to be in NXT, I'll be honest, because Mandy's already established as a main roster star and they're getting over. Um, so within a year, I think we could see all three of them on the main roster. But but now... Possibly, yeah, possibly. Seeing them in NXT, yeah. You mentioned Raquel as well. I think what's happened with Raquel, I'm a fan of Raquel, I still am, but her best time, I think, was her feud with Rhea Ripley. Um, yes. Raquel, the problem they had with her, I think, was they when they turned Dakota, I think they should have gone the other way. Dakota should have been the face going into that match because Raquel at the moment isn't experienced enough to pull off big baby face champion yeah. it's, it's it's much tougher to be a baby face especially when you knew yeah. and at the top, top of the card which she is i think she should have stayed here and been the, the big dominant heel champion 
for an eventual babyface to dethrone. Yeah. So that would have built another star, sending her off to the main roster because she's destined for the main roster, Raquel, because you look at her, you know. Yeah, yeah and as well, like leading on from that as well, the, the other big problem for me there is what's happened to Dakota Kai since? Yeah, I was obviously the most the most talented out of the two, and one of the most talented on the entire roster. She'd been in NXT for Christ. It felt like since the very beginning, she'd been there for a good few years, feuded yeah. with basically everybody, other than being champion. What's left for her in NXT? You know, and obviously they didn't pull the trigger on her being champion. I can't see her coming back for another feud against Raquel. So when was the draft? The draft was already like. A couple of weeks ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. By the time this goes out, a couple of weeks ago, and she still yeah. doesn't seem to have a home. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, you're 100% right about the Rhea Ripley feud. That that was some of the best best action, best wrestling that NXT put on during yeah. that period, though, those few months ago. Um, no, it wasn't a few months ago, was it? What am I on about? It was ages ago. Feels like a few months ago. Um, yeah, early January. Was it January sort of time? Before, just before Rhea came up, she came up shortly yeah. after Raquel. It feels like Rhea's been on the main roster for years. I think that's my confusion because obviously there was the Survivor Series stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. We've seen we've seen her quite a lot. Um, came up just before Mania, didn't she? Um, yeah, beat Asuka for the title. And the other um, the other interesting thing you said in there was about Toxic Attraction maybe going back up to the main roster. I can see that happening. Very yeah. similar to what happened with Finn Balor. Obviously, he went back down to NXT, had an incredible year, probably the best best of his entire WWE tenure on any brand, any show or whatever. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I could see Mandy going back up to the main roster. My concern would be Gigi and JC. If they stick together as a tag team, how long is it before they split them up on the main roster? The reason I say that, Shotzi and... Tegan Knox have already been split up. They've only been on the main roster for a couple of months and they've already been drafted to different shows. Like, Yeah, that's true. But they weren't really a team anyway, were they, in NXT? Whereas if no. Toxic come up, they'll be a, I think they've maybe been together like once or twice in NXT, if if yeah. at all. I can't even remember them being together in NXT. More um, Ember than Shotzi, wasn't it? Yes, for ages. Yeah, for um, ages. But, yeah, I don't know. Really? But I think Toxic Attraction would be a genuine female faction, which they don't have currently, not since um, the days of PCB and Team Bad, and you know. Yeah, that, that, uh, <laughs> I was literally going to say that. Yeah, like it's been. When was the start of the women's revolution? Evolution. It's got to be yeah. five years, at least five, six years since all of that. And you've had the Team Bad and all those, all those women. So yeah, it's about time. About time we saw a good dominant women's faction. It would be nice if there was another one for them to go against. Would. Yeah. I love faction versus faction because you know what that leads to? War games. Yeah. So yeah. Um staying on the women. Yeah. Bfab versus Electra was obviously unfortunately a thing that happened. <laughs> probably probably the worst thing I've seen in 2.0 since its inception. I know that's not saying much because it's only been five or so yeah. shows, five or six shows, but it was pretty bad. I like Electra. I think she was a really good addition to the whole Legado del Fantasma thing. Um, big fan of Hit Row as well. I think it's probably good that they've moved to the main roster when they have. 
Um, again, though, it was very hot shot, wasn't it? Oh, shit, we need to really quickly get the North American title off of yes, Swerve. Yeah. And that's what we were saying earlier, that really strange booking BFAB in the middle of a feud with Electra that was probably going to continue. All of a sudden, that's been stopped. What's she going to yeah. do on the main roster? Because where did they go? They went to SmackDown, didn't they? I, did. I don't want to see BFAB versus... Bianca versus Sasha. She's in no way, shape, or form ready. She isn't. I think she's going to be protected for a while by just being like a valet mm. for it, guys. Swerve is going to do the majority of the, the wrestling. Um, Top Dollar's quite green in the, as a wrestler. Um, Ashante's been wrestling for a while. I think but he's still very young, but he is very good. Yeah. But... I see why they've called them up. I don't, you know, people say they weren't ready. I also said they weren't ready, but um, they are different. Hit Row are very different. Their gimmick is very current. Um, I, they could be, again, they could make big waves in the mainstream, especially with um, top dollar AJ Francis, who used to, who's obviously got his own interests and outside of the company. And I think he played in the NFL. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I see why they did it. I said, and if obviously how good Swerve is, if he does the majority of the ring stuff to begin with, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, and I can see them pro- probably going into something not maybe not straight away, but probably fairly early on with the bloodline as well. Yeah, that would be give give some time. Yeah, very good. I can't imagine Roman versus Swerve, yeah. but Swerve Scott if he if he went into something with Reigns because you'd, you'd imagine that Swerve would be the, the leader still oh, yeah. yeah yeah which could potentially mean he gets a universal title match so that could be interesting something new isn't it yeah. that's what people are always crying out for but I'm sure they'll find a way of complaining when it does happen so yeah. whatever <laughs> um, what do you make of obviously we spoke about the balance in the men's division on NXT, how you've still got the old and the new. How about yeah. with the women? Because obviously Raquel still fairly green herself, but you've got some experience in there like Io Shirai, Frankie yeah. Monet, who only recently came over. Mandy is is somewhat experienced. She's had that main roster experience. So do you think there's still a good balance there for things to to move yeah. forward with? I do, yeah. If you've got um some of the new talent, you've got um Io and Zoe, who are the, the women's tag team champions. Um, although, having said that, I don't think Ia's long for that roster, to be honest. No, no. Um, she's done all, I feel like she's done all she can on NXT, and she's a genuine star wherever she goes. So, um, you've got um, Indy, Indy Hartwell, with a new tag team partner because Candice is going to be out for a while. Yep. Obviously, having a baby. Um, yes, yeah, so you've got a good balance there of new and fresh talent coming through. Same with the men. So if they can keep that balance going, the show is just going to keep going from strength to strength, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about like segments and promos because these, you know, that's always the concern as well with a lot of new guys, a lot of new girls coming through, not had much TV experience. I know WWE put a lot of time and effort. They do things like promo class. They're working with people like, um, like Triple H and Shawn Michaels, some of the best ever on the mic. So they've, you know, they've got the tools to, to yeah. succeed. But obviously, being on TV is very, very different from being in the Indies. 
I've only seen good things so far. Obviously, we've spoken about Joe Gacy at length. He's already got that side of things down. I think yeah. something I said that you agreed with is that he he reminds me very much of Kevin Owens, not just in look, not just in structure and build. Yeah. But there's there's that whole like um, to be your best friend one minute and your worst enemy the next. Just flip a switch. That's 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 exactly what Kevin Owens is. He's believable in either role. I think Joe Gacy is going to really nicely, nicely slide into that sort of um, position on the roster where he can be used in basically anything. And I think he'll also be one of those guys who can take a loss. Just about to say that he's already taken a loss to Champa. Yeah. Took a loss um, in his first week, I believe. It, it doesn't hurt him because he's his character is so good and his promos are so good. He he is like. Um, Kevin, a lot like Sami Zayn actually as well. Sami Zayn can be weak and it doesn't affect him at all because he yeah. is so his character is just brilliant. And Joe Gacy is doing the same sort of thing. Um, his facial expressions are very Kevin Owens, you know the the psychotic smiles and <laughs> you know that sort of thing. Like on the most recent XT last night when Champa shoved him down after Harland that made his debut and attacked. Master Chamber after the match, appearing like it was with Joe Gacy, they've aligned. Well, Gacy played it off as if they they, they didn't align, uh, going over to try and check on Champa, maybe yeah. give him a hug, as he likes to do. And when he was shoved down, the, the little wry smile that all along his face was like, Yeah, this yeah. guy just gets it, he just gets it. Yeah, that's ex- and that's exactly what I say. Like, you're like, Oh, okay, he's, he's smiling, so there must be something going on there. Yeah. But, but is there something going on there you never know those are my favorite kind of characters the ones who are like you just don't know what they're going to do next kevin owens seth rollins guys like that who you know like i said could just just on a on a switch just completely flip their character um there's a few other guys in there we've mentioned um d'angelo a few times i think he's he's a really interesting one seems really confident talker as well um josh briggs and brooks jensen now, I, yeah. I thought this was really good because it was only a 45 second clip. I know we've, we've spoken about this like privately before. Um, yeah. That's all you need is, is something really basic, something really simple. They had a bar fight and now they're mates and now they're tagging together. Basically like the bar. Exactly. You know what I mean? A rivalry yeah. turned into, turn into something useful for both men, turned into a, an unlikely friendship. And like I say, that's what it only took 45 seconds. You didn't need anything long and convoluted. You didn't need promo after promo after promo. I'm already on board with these guys. They seem like the kind of, I, I like that sort of like old school, just bare knuckled sort of wrestling. Yeah. And, and that's that's what they seem to be for me. That's guys like FTR. You don't need anything more than that. The character can just be that they just want to fight. And that's absolutely fine by me. Um, Duke Hudson, he seems like a really interesting character as well. Another guy that seems pretty confident. Yeah. You know, I, been... Sorry. About I, um, so he he fought Grayson Waller, another new character, yeah. and he won. Um, last couple of weeks, they've been giving him a little bit of a character, Duke Hudson. is the guy with the high IQ, very intelligent type of guy. So I think they're going to go in that direction with him. So it looks like he's been given that kind of a, a gimmick. To work with it, I think he's got a lot of talent. Obviously, we've seen Duke Hudson before yeah. um, on the main roster when he was with um, Shane Thorne. Uh, MVP was their manager for a bit. I think cannot remember what his name was. I think it was um, 
Brendan Vick. Yes, Brendan Vick. Brendan Vick. But yeah, he's a guy that I think's got a lot of talent. Um, Armelo Hayes and his new partner, Trick Williams. Trick seems to have talent on the microphone as well. Um, He's got the gift of the gab. So there's a lot of guys there who can cut a very good promo, and women, like I said, with uh, Gigi and and JC Jane. Yeah, Frankie. Yeah, Frankie. Um, It shows where WWE are really good with creating new talent. Like you said, the promo classes, the production. Yeah. Now, other companies can't really pull that off with talent from the ground up like, like they do. What do you make of Haaland then? What do you think of his like sudden change? I think people are like, oh, I can't believe they shaved his head. But I mean, he, he didn't look like a star before. Let, let's be honest. He looked like, um, you know, everybody said that he, he looks like Lesnar. And yeah, you can see that the, there are some similarities, especially in their build. And they've sort of got a very, I don't know, they, they both look very plain. But even even so, Lesnar has still got a bit bit more about him. He still looks like he's got some sort of character. Yeah. Um Haaland just seems very one dimensional. I know I know we've literally just seen him. We've just seen him in the crowd, but it already feels I don't want to jump the gun too much because they could surprise us, but it feels like he's gonna be a bit of a like um I don't know, like an early Snitsky sort of character or like a Lars Sullivan, it's just gonna be an unhinged, shaven headed maniac. Like it's it it, it isn't new. But at least he's new and he's fresh. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. There's been a lot of hype around this guy. I've never seen anything of him in terms of competition. I think he was. Was he a footballer? I think so. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. this guy, um, Harlan or Parker Wardo, as they call him. The hype around him was very odd. He'd never been in the ring, and they were saying he was the next Brock Lesnar. That's where social media sometimes can do can do someone like Harlan no favors. Yeah. Um, He's, he's, he's a new guy, he's just debuted, and people have all these expectations for him. Building him up to fail. That's not the character we want to go with, which is fine. Um, he looks like he's going to align with Joe Gacy, which is a good spot for him, being with Joe Gacy, who is very talented, as we said, can carry um, him on the mic and he can learn. Because I think he's, like you say, he's very new to this business. Uh, Joe Gacy isn't, I think Joe Gacy's got some experience elsewhere that he doesn't have Harland. So he can learn from him, especially with the character work with his promos. Um I think it's gonna be good for him. But yeah, social media has, has done him no favours. I don't know where this all this hard come from because it's just come from nowhere it appears. It's it's I think it's because as soon as people saw him, they were like, that's a Vince McMahon guy. Yeah. So he's destined he's destined for greatness. But it doesn't always work that way, does it? You know, we've seen a lot of guys who... Yeah, because like your, your Heidenreichs and even the great Carly, I know he was champion, but look what he ended up being in the end. You know, he was wearing fucking fairy dresses and tutus. He became a comedy character. He became a, a laughing stock. Come yeah, um, and gone and that didn't work out in the end. Ryback yeah. and... Yeah. A lot of guys that it just didn't work out for. So... So one one thing that's surprised me, and this is probably going to surprise people to hear, I'm sure it's going to surprise you as well, because you know how big of an NXT fan I, I, I am. Yeah. 
I've named all of those guys who've had amazing matches, five-star classics, putting on clinics every time they go in the ring. Your Adam Coles, your Johnny Garganos, your Tommaso Champers. Yeah. <clears throat> I know things are very new. There's a lot of new guys who are getting used to a new style, a new way of doing things, wrestling on TV, maybe not having as long in ring as they would have if they were wrestling on the indies and doing a 20-minute match, which is now a five-minute match on TV because of time constraints and stuff. But other than, and like I said, I'll, I'll forgive them for this because they are very, very new. Other than the tag team elimination match uh, where MSK retained their titles, I've not been blown away by the actual in-ring wrestling. There's been a couple of a couple of good squashes, as as you would expect. I'm sure when Harlan gets in the ring eventually, he's going to squash people and it'll be very impressive. Obviously, we saw Bron Breaker on his debut against Ale Knight pretty much a squash you know Ali and I got some offense in but it was still pretty much a squash yeah um yeah I've not been I've not been blown away by there's there's been some impressive performances but there have certainly haven't been any five-star matches no. yeah I know we haven't had a pay-per-view yet I know Halloween Havoc's around the corner potentially war games I don't know but NXT TV would still put on minimum like four, four and a half star absolute fucking bangers basically every week. And there's not been any of that yet, has there? No, no, not yet. Um, I think there's a lot, like, lot of new guys. They're not going to be as good in the ring as Gargano and Cole and Pidano, Raleigh, Champa, all those guys. Yeah, you know. Not yet, no. No. Um, this past week, there are a couple of pretty good matches. Obviously, the main event was Swerve and Escobar, but obviously, they're not new guys. So, we know yeah. they're not. Uh, Gacy looked pretty good in his match with Champa. Um, that was that, obviously that's Champa, you know. Um, with the new guys, no, we haven't seen um, a lot of what they can do in ring yet. I think there's been a lot of squashes, um, short matches, just while they're introducing new talent obviously tried to get a lot of new talent on quickly, which has worked. You know, a lot of a lot of new characters have come on. Um, yeah, I think Halloween Havoc around the corner. Although it's a TV event, it's going to be like a pay-per-view, I think. But a lot of them, they're going to have longer matches to really show what they can do. And I think we're going to see Champa and Bron Breaker. Champa's going to carry Bron to a very good match, I think. Gonna make Bron look an absolute star that he that he is. So does does Bron win for you? Do you do you want him to? Do you think he should win this soon? I think it was a bit soon, but I don't think he can lose really. No, uh, no. So I think he will win, and I'm okay with it. They could have waited a few, a couple more months, maybe. Um, put him in like a sub main event feud at first, but I guess they're going full steam ahead with the new. Direct last night showed that with they could have put the, the North American title on Escobar and I thought they were going to but yeah. they thought no let's put it on one of our new guys you know so you're gonna have the two top champions is Hayes and Braun Breaker that's that's fresh isn't it that's, that's new it's a big cool. signal of intent isn't it like this is what we're doing this is new this is fresh I I think it's probably the right time. Give yeah. to Ron, I'm 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 quite happy with them doing it this quickly because, like you said, um, Carmelo Hayes got the title basically yeah. straight away. You've got to do that on Bron as well. If you if you're really going to get fully behind all these new guys yeah. and giving the future a chance, 
and establishing these guys quickly enough for them to become main event stars on the main roster. And that's 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 where the real balance is. That's what they've really got to, you know, we've got a great balance of the men, uh, the younger and the older, great balance of the women, the younger and the older. You pull the trigger on these guys straight away and give them titles straight away. <clears throat> How long is it going to be before Vince is like, right, this guy's ready for the main roster? Yeah. Is he is he gonna is he gonna jump the gun? Especially with him having more involvement now, he's obviously got eyes on people like Von Wagner, people like Bron Breaker, people like Harland. Are they gonna be Are they gonna be main roster bound by the new year? That's my concern. With I'm not. If Bron becomes champion after like six weeks, could he be on the main roster after six months? I, I think there's a very good chance of that. So I yeah. sort of agree with what you're saying. Maybe it could have waited a couple more months, maybe make him champion around Christmas, around the new year, yeah. and then give him a, a, a good run as champion. I don't know. I think as well, something that we might see is a lot of hot potato in with, with the championships. With so many new talents, so many people that they want to establish, so many people that they want to give legitimacy to before those main roster call-ups, we could see a lot of very short title reigns. Yeah, we could see Bron win the title. And then to establish a new heel, someone like Joe Gacy, for example, with Harlan backing him up, could quickly come and take the title off of him in a couple of months. And then you have Braun Chase going after who, who I think is probably going to be the top heel in, in on the brand, Joe Gacy. Um, we could, that, I think those two, when they come together, are going to put a very good feud on. Really yeah, and then inevitably Harlan turns on Joe Gacy and Harlan becomes champion. Yeah. It writes itself. It's it's that same old. You can bring as many new, young, fresh guys as you want, but WWE writing will always be WWE writing, and I, I ain't, I ain't really got a problem with that. It's it's fine, you know. It's life. That's the way things go in in WWE. Um. So what have been to before we before we wrap up before we round up um with what we want for the future of two point What have so far? I know it's probably hard to pick out many other than Joe Gacy. Yeah. What what have been have been your highlights so far? Your like early overall first impressions. Who who have you really got your eye on most of all? Who do you think, other than the obvious Bron breakers, who do you think are going to be the real breakouts? Um, so we've touched on um, Toxic Attraction already. And Joe Gacy, that they they um, I'm looking at Carmelo Hayes before. Obviously, he won the title last night. I saw. A big, big things for him. Odyssey Jones, big future yeah. for him. Big fan of his. Odyssey Jones. He's got a match next week with Andre Chase. Um, they've got a little feud going that's just about to get started. Andre Chase is someone that I'm looking at as well. He's he's another gimmick type character, something different. Um, I think he's going to be quite a funny character. Um, which is, I don't think there's a lot of those on NXT, so something different for him as well. Uh, you said Zion Quinn. Um, got a good look about him. Good talent. Grayson Waller is going to be a lot of fun as well. He did a little backstage skit with Grimes um, about finding, I think they were going on Tinder, trying to find Cameron Grimes love. That's pretty funny. Um, Cora Jade, she was she recently debuted. Yep, She's yep. Um, 19, I think she is. Someone for the future, definitely. And um, so many. Duke Hudson, 
Um, yeah, the list goes on and on, but it, I, I'm interested to see who's going to come and stand out um, in the next few weeks of time. But at the moment, you've got the right guys coming at the top, I think, and Hayes and um, Ron, obviously. Bron Breaker, especially, what I, I haven't said about him yet. How the IWC, who turn on everyone, who hate the guy that's pushed as Vince's top guy. I've not seen anything negative about him other than his name. People don't like the name, fine, but yeah, he loves him. And that's so rare. It might not be the case in six months, but they've got a real star with this guy. So It's refreshing to see, like you say, it's refreshing to see everybody get behind somebody. A name is a name. It's not the end of the world. A name can be changed. A look can be changed, but yeah, no, I've, I've, I've got really big hopes for him. Um, for anybody who, for some reason, still hasn't just used Google, um, the, the issue around the name, the reason they aren't using Steiner is because the, the family own the name, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's their surname. They, they don't want to give it up. WWE would need to pay for it. And obviously, WWE have got a lot of money. They have billions and billions and billions, but there's probably also a limit on how much they're happy to pay for a name. Yeah. Now, I don't want to assume too much, but the Steiners don't seem like the most reasonable people in the world, especially Scott. So to give up that name, I mean, the, these guys could be asking for millions and Vince is probably just like, ah, fuck it, call him Bron Breaker. It's his name. Like at the end of the day, does it really matter? We spent two decades getting behind a guy called The Rock. You know, yeah. one of the greatest of all time is The Undertaker. Does a name really matter? I have I have never, like, I've never disliked somebody because of their name. Like, The Miz. The Miz is a crap name. It is Dolph Ziggler. What kind Dolph, of name? Dolph, Dolph Ziggler is a stupid name. Who cares? I don't mind Ron Ray. I think it's, it's, it's okay. I can see why it's well, they'd want to distance him from Steiner. It's problematic, you know. Yeah. Steiner, quite especially Scott. I don't, I'm not saying Rick. I don't think Rick's very controversial at the moment no. outside of no. Scott. Scott hates Triple H. Yeah, he hates Triple H. He's gone on record many times saying it. And Vince doesn't like Scott. They, there you go. It's it's really simple. They just don't want to be connected to each other. Um, and a few months when, when Rex Steiner, from, you know, is the champion, says something, and then what happens? Steiner is the champion in NXT. Yeah. Well, I can't trust him. I, you know, distance him from Steiner. I think. I think it's the right move. Another name that, another name that I can understand them changing, but I, I, I think Parker Bordreau was a great name because obviously Bordreau yeah. is, is is a really cool surname, but it's obviously very similar to Scarlet Bordeaux. Yep. So I assume that's why they made that change there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like you say, we didn't want to put too much emphasis on names. Names don't matter. Um, I could I could name you another 50 guys with ridiculous names. The Ultimate Warrior, for fuck's sake. Yeah. You know, there's, there's loads of them. There's hundreds. There's probably thousands of them. Um, so the last thing I want to ask you, Mike, is obviously over the last three or four years, however long it's been, NXT has become synonymous with one particular type of double steel cage match. War Games. Yep. 
always my highlight of the NXT calendar. It's always one of the best matches of the year. What what happens this year? Because obviously War Games is meant to be next month because it's normally just before or the same weekend of Survivor Series. So we're literally three or four weeks away. We don't really have too much, for lack of a better term, madness going on in NXT at the minute. You know what I mean? There's no two weeks, two, three weeks before War Games. Every year, you're always like, there you go. It's going to be those guys. These two are mates. They're being attacked by three guys. Somebody's come out to help them. Where's William Regal when you need him? You know, you just, you just know what you, you, months and months before, you know what's going to happen with War Games. But like you've got Toxic Attraction, you've got Io Shirai and Zoe Starks, and you've got Indy and her friend. So obviously that's there's not enough numbers there unless they put random women in there to help. I think yeah. Toxic Attraction haven't caused enough chaos yet to really need to settle a feud in um, in war games. Yeah. You'd, you'd probably have you probably put Raquel with Io and Zoe, Io and Zoe. yeah, maybe I don't know, but. Um, what have you got on the men's side? Nothing. There's no there's a lot there's of in mind. That's it. You've got um Ridge. I was gonna say Ridge, but he's going, isn't he? He's going to SmackDown. SmackDown, got, yeah. You had O'Reilly and Wagner beat Dunn and Rich Holland on NXT. Wagner beat pinned Rich Holland. Um good for him. Um you got those two coming together. Pete Pete Dunn's on another side. Um you got guys like LA Knight who can go in. Um, Ron, Joe, Harland, they could definitely do it. They've got enough guys there, talent to do it. And I think it will be, it's a big attraction match for them. I think they probably still will do it. It puts them in a big spotlight. That's but point. whatever they do, the problem is, whatever they do, they've got to do it now, haven't they? And we're already in the middle of sorting out Halloween Havoc. That's what did we say, two weeks away? Yeah. Um, so that's obviously the main focus. What dates Halloween Havoc is that still in October? Is it end of October? Yeah, um, two weeks 26, yeah, 26. So yes, two weeks uh, from yesterday. One so week. maybe something happens at Halloween Havoc because then, you, like I say, you've all of a sudden only got four weeks left to, to yeah. build to the biggest match of the NXT calendar. It's just there's just I don't know. Doesn't I, I? I get a feeling maybe this year we won't see it, um, or it could be delayed. Maybe they could just push it forward. Maybe move it towards um, Rumble time, perhaps yeah. because they're doing more Rumble on Saturday again this year. Because they did um, was it SummerSlam Saturday, and then they did the NXT yeah, yeah. on the Sunday after. They could do something similar. Yeah, with the Rumble where because the Rumble's on Saturday, so we could see something big out of NXT the following day and that could be where war games comes in i think yeah absolutely i'm sure they'll find a way it's wwe isn't it they're not going to let it go to waste if they can make money out of it um yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it i think um i think we've talked pretty extensively about what's going on in nxt 2.0 overall over these first five or six weeks i i'm really enjoying it i'm really impressed i'm really surprised I didn't think that it was going to be for me. I was really worried it'd be too much of a departure from something that I just so passionately loved, man. Old NXT was just the fucking best, especially, like I said, 2017-18, Shayna dominating, Cole and Gargano and Ciampa putting on five-star matches everywhere they looked. You know, um, 
I don't think I'll ever enjoy 2.0 as much as as old school black and gold NXT. It just spoke to me more with that underground feel and that you know the heavy metal feel of it as well. Um, if you could put a a rank or a star meter like our good old friend Big Dave on these first five or six weeks, what would you what would you give NXT 2.0 so far? I think I'd go for I'd go for a three and a half. I think that's pretty reasonable. I'd say four. I think they've exceeded a lot of expectations. A lot of the characters, a lot of the talent has exceeded a lot of expectations. They've cre- managed to create a big star already with Bron. Um, yeah, I think they've done very well so far. Yeah, man. Absolutely, absolutely exceeded expectations like WWE always somehow managed to do. Guys, have you enjoyed NXT 2.0? If you have, if you haven't, please drop a comment on YouTube. Let me know what you're thinking, who you think your stars are going to be. If you like Bron Breaker, if you think the names are bullshit, or if you like me and Mike don't care about the names. Uh, Mike, my friend, thank you again for joining me. I will pay you soon for constantly being on this show. Um, just before you go, buddy, where can people find you on, on Twitter and on socials? You find me on Twitter at nannyboy20. Yep, come give me a follow. Chat some more about NXT and all things wrestling. Awesome. Guys, you know where to find me and it'll all be in the about section. Hit me up on the link tree. Find me on all the different audio platforms. Find me on YouTube. As I said at the start, drop a follow, drop a subscribe. Thank you so much for listening to us review the first month of NXT 2.0. Hopefully we'll do this again in a few months, maybe let the show round out the rest of the year, come back to it in the new year and see, you know, where we're at with the champions, where we're at with toxic attraction. See if any of our predictions have come true as well. I always like to do that. See if we were talking out of our asses or if we're geniuses. Who knows? It's probably going to be the first one, let's be honest. (laughs) As I say, guys, thank you so much for joining. And until next time, take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.